Welcome to the Relationship Channel. Teaching for Change, Trading STFC Grow Beyond brings to you a series of podcasts to enhance personal and professional relationships. I'm Catherine Mora and I'm your host for these weekly conversations. The Relationship Channel Podcast Series 1. So what if I'm angry? Episode 7. This is the last straw. I'm out. The impact of recurring anger. Have you ever had the experience of being the person that's receiving numerous expressions of anger? Not necessarily at the same time, but every now and then, a similar spurt of anger directed towards you or a friend. In this episode, I'm going to focus on three areas. How receivers experience anger, what it feels like to be on the receiving end of recurring anger, and the impact of recurring anger. So let's get into it. In a series of 30 interviews I conducted in Brisbane and Sydney with receivers or observers of anger, 73.5% experience recurring anger. By recurring anger, I mean anger as a stable pattern of behavior. During the interviews, when discussing the specific anger incidents, participants repeatedly made comments about the past behavior of the angry person. They made sense of the anger on the basis of how frequently the individual expressed anger. So how do individuals experience anger? The participants um, in my interviews had very clear perceptions of what anger looked like. They described it as a history of doing things like that, tendencies to be overly angry, a continuous cycle for a while, having a short fuse, firing up easily and quickly, renowned for speaking like that. And they described it as, it's bound to happen at some point again. Our research also identified that a higher standard of behavior was expected of those that were in senior and management positions, suggesting that the norms might differ depending on the status of the individual regardless of the situation that they're in. For those individuals who experience recurring anger, even for what seemed to be a very small episode, they were seen as out of control, and on that basis, the anger was determined as inappropriate. So what does it feel like to be on the receiving end of recurring anger? Well, individuals described it very clearly. It felt tense to be on the receiving end of recurring anger. It felt like walking on eggshells in fear of an explosion at any time. Work felt like an unhappy place, and individuals on the receiving end of anger felt unsupported. Employees also felt that incidents like these hadn't been addressed, but had been swept under the carpet. It only takes one person to create a massive disruption for the rest of the group, 
And unfortunately, all your attitude tends to be focusing on the person that's causing that disruption, said one of the participants. There comes a time when one incident, even if less intense than a previous one, tips the scale. In the participant's own words, I can't work this way next year. It's taken a toll on me. I'm at a stage where I don't want to leave, but I'm tired of this. Another participant said, there was regular staff turnover. I was one of the person's long-standing staff members, and I'd been there for two and a half years. Some employees who weren't managers actually felt they couldn't raise the issue with anyone. They felt they wanted to say something, but often muttered something under their breath instead, or said nothing at all. Walking away was also an option. Now, there are a number of reasons why individuals felt that they couldn't raise the issue with managers or colleagues or other employees or even with the HR department. Some of these reasons related to the fear of losing a job, the fear of being targeted or singled out, as well as fear of the ramifications that that might have for them. This raises questions in relation to the efficacy of this system within the organisation. If there is a system and it's not used because of fear, then definitely the organisation needs to relook at that system to find a way that will be more effective. The impact that the lack of ability to share with those within the organisation poses is quite significant. There might be links to turnover, as I mentioned a moment ago. There might also be links to individuals not wanting to be within the organisation and taking sick leave more often. There's also the consideration of the impact on the performance of the individual that is receiving these anger expressions. So there are a number of factors that impact the organisation, not necessarily directly, but indirectly. The other area to consider is also related to the fear that individuals felt. There was often that sense that it's a scary experience. There were concerns for safety, for their well-being. There were also concerns about the workload. So often when a manager faced an employee that was a difficult employee and that had recurring anger, they would take on more workload than necessary in an attempt to avoid emotional issues that came with having to face that recurring anger. And that doesn't mean that that individual hadn't tried to address issues with management. Often situations had been taken to management, however, nothing had been done about it. And in some instances, when emotions were faced in the workplace, high emotions, and that could be male or female, there was a sense that it wasn't being dealt with. People were aware of the situation, but nothing was being done to correct it. In some situations, there seemed to be a high turnover of employees because of what was faced. And I'll talk about that in a moment in our next section. Observers, on the other hand, were a little different. They 
were more concerned about the impact on team members. And they felt very frustrated and upset and disgusted with some of the reactions that they saw their colleagues have towards employees and as a manager or even as colleagues. Often, even if they thought that the anger was appropriate for the situation, that there was an issue, they didn't agree with the way that that was conveyed to the other person that was receiving the anger. So they saw it very much as a threat to the team members or the clients around the sender at the time of the anger event. Now observers felt very unsure of the role they played as external onlookers and they described it as distancing themselves from the angry person. They didn't want to interact with the angry person. They didn't know if they had the authority to do that or their position was not such that they could deal with that situation. So it made it quite difficult. The observers were disgusted with the aggression, the yelling and the naming to the point that they described it as that person would be quite in the right to report the angry person. That's how they felt. Some felt disappointed with the impatience and inappropriateness of the anger. Some observers were very upset that the angry person would treat a staff member that way, actually screaming and name-calling. And it was also disappointing for them. So what is the impact of recurring anger? So some of the individuals I interviewed felt that it impacted the relationship. So they were standoffish. Some experienced relationship breakdowns. The receiver wouldn't talk to the angry person or return their calls. And often it got quite nasty. Some individuals said that if they weren't a strong person, it would have been even worse. It was also difficult for the individual to get on with the job for the rest of the day and not just storm out. It's hard to articulate how you deal with it, said one of the participants. You just go back to what you were doing and try and concentrate on another task until the moment is forgotten, and then you move on. It does affect my interactions with them going forward, said another participant. I'd prefer to steer clear because it ruins your day, really. You just don't want to have a confrontation with anyone for unnecessary things either and especially when it's handled in a very unprofessional manner like that. Frustrating, said another, incredibly irritated and annoyed. Although employees were often loyal, there was a final decision made to leave the organisation or to leave to another department or a refusal to work with that individual again or to quit. I was seen crying at my desk, said one of the participants. And that's the only reason why someone else found out. When I finally made the decision to leave and I left, I guess a lot of issues came up that other people had experienced as well. Just wanting to steer clear of them, said another participant, so I don't have to engage with them. I don't want to be in a confrontational situation with this person when I can avoid it. Now, in some instances when managers were on the receiving end of the recurring anger, 
It meant that instead of exiting the organisation or moving to a different department, the, that the angry person, once given a warning and maybe being asked to do an anger management course, they're given notice to leave the organisation. So instead of having the angry person stay, it had the opposite effect. The angry person had to leave if they didn't deal with their behaviour. With recurring anger, when there was a genuine apology, individuals remain in the organisation and they would interact with the person if necessary, but they still didn't want to work directly with that person again. So it was quite challenging. Now, interesting, when the angry person didn't comply with the changes in behaviour, they resigned. So, for example, so the angry person resigned, said a participant, and when they left, the office environment was completely changed. It almost did an 180. Everyone was happy. The environment was very, very good. If you've been dealing with an angry person in the workplace or if you are the receiver of anger or the observer of anger, I'd encourage you to read more about how to deal with these difficult situations. It's really important that you're able to support others as an observer, as often observers do, but it's also important that you're aware of how to deal with situations if you're the direct receiver of anger. Check the resources below. Book in for a course. We have an upcoming course on the 23rd of February, an anger management online course. And we encourage you to come along and join. It's a course that you can do anywhere in the world at your own pace and also have the follow-up of a coach alongside you as you complete the course. Thank you for joining me today on this very special podcast. This is the last straw. I'm out. The impact of recurring anger. Join us next week for episode eight. Be the change.